0: Hey everybody, Mark D, IT guy, Dad, nerd, generally bad movie nerd here, and here with a off the cuff episode of Mark's movie collection. And I'm I'm still clipping. All over the game. Okay. Yada yada. popping an aha. Uh-huh seltzer water I have no curtain in front of my computer I just I don't want (sighs) to okay so I'll say that maybe in uh in this episode there is language that I'm not accustomed to using but that is maybe a little more graphic than normal in perhaps a more sexual nature not 100% not a thousand percent on that but I'll give you that warning in case that you feel so and if you feel that, that that's fine. I'm I'm letting you know. Maybe you'll feel that. Don't listen with the kids. Never listen with the kids, but especially not now. But uh Marty, IT guy, dad. Shitty movie nerd. Popping in aha uh-huh, uh water, which is a uh, strawberry cucumber. Very refreshing. Ah. And I just saw Mandy. I just saw Mandy. I saw Mandy for the first time, for the only time I've literally only seen this movie once. I bought it when I bought Beyond the Black Rainbow. I just haven't fucking seen it yet. That's, that's my life. My life is, I have all these movies and I haven't, Fucking seen him. I saw Mandy and... Mandy's is written, directed by Panos Cosmatos. Same gentleman who wrote and directed Beyond the Black Rainbow. And it's a different vibe. It is a thousand percent a different vibe. This is, um... Male-centric as it gets. This is male-centric as it gets. This is Scott Pilgrim versus Fuck You. That, is, that should have been the name of this movie. Had Edgar Wright and uh, Brian Lee O'Malley worked on it, it would have been Scott Pilgrim versus Fuck You. And I'll tell you why. And I, I clip there. Whatever. Fuck it. I'll, I'll repair it. I don't know. I don't care. I, I care. I actually care. I do. But regardless, this movie, Nick Cage plays a fucking guy. I legit do not know his name, and he's illustrated him being in being in in a relationship with a woman named Mandy, hence or the eponymous Mandy, as it would be, and they're they're shown him being in kind of this very tame, very normal, just very boring relationship. And uh, I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm going to use the words of the. I'm going to use the language of the movie for this and nick cage calls this person a jesus freak at one point um, but there's some like kind of religious zealot that shows up but he's turbo charismatic or whatever and he essentially breaks into their house and he kidnaps them both now the difference is that he disables and imprisons or, or or like punishes Nick Cage while he has Mandy brought to him to be his concubine consort kind of thing and and she lost at him because she's an alt she's an alt rock girl that's her thing right and listen this is the beginning of the movie but a thousand percent if you have not seen this movie, do not listen to this if you are interested in seeing it i'm sure it's on shutter it can easily be somewhere else but i'm like almost a thousand percent it's on shutter right now so that being said if you have any interest in watching this movie at all stop now because there will be spoilers abound i already spoiled it but you don't even know how i spoiled it uh Okay, going forward, moving on. They end up burning her at the stake, and uh, it's not a good scene. And there's a lot of, um, I guess, a kind of drug reference. They, they kind of drug her, and there's like a, a, a deep voice thing. And I didn't do a deep voice thing. That's just me doing a deep voice thing, because my voice is naturally deep. They burn her at the stake, and they leave Nick Cage roughly for dead. And Nick Cage starts fighting his way back through approximately kind of seven um, hellbikers, right? So the whole thing is that, you know, the Jesus freak guy, again, using the words of the movie, but clearly this religious zealot who is using the the guise or the shroud of religion for his own personal gain, he has a a whole harm, He, he does a Russian roulette. With his, his girl that he has. Like he just fucking has her pull the trigger to her own head. It's really fucked up. And I would like to say that this is not a thing that happens. And there's no basis in reality. But dude this feels real. And I'll, I'll tell you why it feels real. But starting out even it feels real. Left 4 Dead comes back on a whole revenge trip. And he's killing these undead bikers. There's a little bit of exposition in there, a little bit of a loadout sequence, whatever. No big deal. But he's killing these undead bikers. There's one dude, I mean, they're not undead, but they're like bikers from hell, right? So they have like all these bondage things. Um I don't know if you remember Marvel Comics Civil War, or if you ever read it. But the whole thing is that there was kind of a setup where a superhero who could, like, I don't know, like, reflect energy or some shit. I forgot his name. His name was Speedball, which is already a drug reference. But he um, gets into a fight with this other dude and ends up blowing a city, uh, blowing up a city. And that sparks up the whole thing. And it's kind of like, a, you know, an inside job, kind of fifth columnist or, or black bag op, right, to kind of cause the civil war scenario to happen and that's civil war that's a whole different thing for another podcast that i'm sure that somebody else does i'm sure that nerd sync did a wonderful civil war setup if not nerd sync has a link to one that is that is really good if you really want to talk to chris osborne he's my boy tell him um big mark d sent you and that, that that's the joke that'll pay off in a minute i like it i do i'm i'm an idiot um, so anyway, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a similar thing, but then he, uh, feels bad for feeling like he sparked off the whole civil war thing and he killed all those people by trying to be a hero and rolling up where maybe he should not have. And he gets this weird bondage thing and he's like, I'm penance now. And instead of absorbing the energy from other things, cause he was speedball and he would like absorb your energy and like bounce off of it or whatever. He's just like. Tinking pain he has like a kind of an iron maiden suit where there's like you know uh, fucking not pinchers dude, but like needles not needles but like spikes spikes into his body and just walking around causes him pain and things like that so there's a whole aspect of that that makes it into this movie this movie is very much that so there's like seven bikers roughly i legit did not keep count again shit posting all over discord if i caught you in it and you laughed you're awesome if i caught you in it and you were mad i apologize nick cage kind of uh in he knows that mandy died and and they're like shit talking, him and he kind of goes on a revenge trip and this is essentially from this point on Scott Pilgrim versus the World, but fuck you uh hell people from hell and Jesus Freak also from hell. Right? So that's the vibe, that's the mood, that's the whole thing. And I have some notes. And we'll bring them out. Yeah, there's um there's definitely one dude. It it it's really weird. But um there's one dude who is he's the second dude that Nick Cage kills uh hell biker dude and he's ostensibly ostensibly right doing cocaine and he has a boner but his boner is a spike and he almost gets nick cage with a spike but then his spike gets like impaled on the ground and nick cage kills him but then there's another dude who uh nick cage ends up lighting on fire and and he's like she's still burning You know, she burns, and there's a whole mm, aspect of that that maybe I'm not comfortable discussing, but kind of the whole thing is instead of, uh, so Scott Pilgrim versus The World, if you haven't listened, please do. I have an episode on that. I love that movie desperately, and it is purely coincidental that I chose to watch this movie after that. It's just, it's one that I've had. I own it. I physically bought it and haven't seen it yet. Scott Pugger versus the world, Scott meets Ramona, and uh, he starts dating her, but he needs to quote-unquote fight her seven evil exes, and that's a whole mm, allegory, maybe, for overcoming the baggage that she brings to the relationship, while he also, in his own way, overcomes his own baggage that he brings into his relationship, and less so in the movie, more so in the book. Anyway, I, I literally an hour and a half podcast. Over the whole thing. That's fine. I love the movie. To death. Edgar Wright. What a fucking fantastic filmmaker. However. Panos Kosmatos Uh. Made. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow shocked me. It. Destroyed me almost. I. I don't know what to do. About Beyond the Black Rainbow. But. Beyond the Black Rainbow is fantastic. Anyway made this movie. This movie is The Beyond the Black Rainbow of Scott Pilgrim. This is the intersection. This is the intersection of oh, let me see. Let me check Discord. So it's definitely the intersection of Beyond the Black Rainbow and The Color Out of Space, another movie uh starring Nick Cage which I've seen recently, which came out I think last year or the year before and um is very interesting. Is very niche. It's also a horror genre movie with some interesting cinematography and visual effects. But it's kind of that intersection, but it's definitely Scott Pilgrim versus Fuck You. It's definitely about going after all these dudes that like stole and I, I quote unquote stole even though they they burned her at the stake. So maybe even ruined uh might be a, a viable word. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, it's complicated, but definitely something happened, and she's just done. So maybe she cheated on Panoscos Mantos, because he tends to, at least, in Beyond the Black Rainbow, he tends to find these things from from personal experience. And I think that his parents were. divorced so maybe that's where this comes from maybe that is this is kind of processing his parents divorce from perhaps his father's point of view because it's it's really a male dominated point of view here but uh you know she's still burning and that is there there's a lot of implications there and at, at some point Nick Cage goes to like visit an armorer who has a golden gun, like Man with a Golden Gun, and and the whole thing about Man with the Golden Gun was a weird kind of sexual thing. He was like, "I'm gonna fuck chicks, but I'm not gonna come before I kill, or I can only come after I kill." And it's um, it's Christopher Lee. It's really good, but he's Francisco Scaramanga. It's a it's a Roger Moore era James Bond. I will a thousand percent. Get into James Bond's at some point because that is what all podcasts do when they're hosted by guys, essentially. So rest easy, constant listener. That'll that'll happen one day. I have a, a collection all the way up until Quantum, maybe, or Skyfall. So I'm I'm good up until then. It's a whole vibe. He goes to that guy, that guy gives him advice. You know. It's a very maybe gender fluid uh individual from initial you know perspective you don't know is it a man or is it a woman so it almost feels like the gay best friend right and and that's a also a very controversial trope that I didn't want to use, but i don't I don't know how to better explain it, but you know the the gay best friend is a trope for so many movies that is as as it is for life in a lot of ways and then he goes on and he gets it ch- he like goes like full hardcore mo- and there's blood and there's gore and it's it's like a genre movie you know it's a horror movie but it's not a horror movie it's not horrifying but there's some gore right it's a it's a genre movie at worst but he goes, and he gets a chainsaw, and he goes to fight this other dude, and he brings out his chainsaw, it's like, vroom, 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 you know, like the whole thing, and it's like silhouetted, and it's fucking badass, or like in a rock quarry, it's awesome, you know, like, you'd expect like a, what What the fuck are these things called from Fallout and Death, Goddamn, what are they called, uh, Fallout Death Claws, right, so it's like kind of like in New Vegas the Death Claws. That kind of quarry situation, uh, but everybody's backlit. It's all silhouette. Like everybody looks badass, right? So he just rolls up on the dude and he's like, "Vroom, vroom, vroom!" He's fucking revving the chainsaw. And he's like, "I'm badass," almost like Ash versus Evil Dead type shit. And then this dude brings out his own chainsaw, but this dude's chainsaw is like three times as big, and that is clearly kind of a metaphor for that guy that just has the bigger dick. Like, that's what it is. It's like, that guy has a big dick, and he fucked my girlfriend, or my ex-girlfriend, or whatever the case is. And that's where I was like, oh no, I a thousand percent, a million percent get this movie. I a billion percent get this movie. This movie is kind of like revenge on the people that, caused your ex-girlfriend to leave plus the people that stole your ex-girlfriend and they're all in league this is scott pilgrim versus fuck you this is panos cosmatos does scott pilgrim right where scott pilgrim is kind of this like uh, a fantastical reality where well mixed reality i guess you know ar right augmented reality even he wears a weird headset and he looks like a fucking nerd no it's a whole thing where he, he fights like an anime, like a shonen manga, or, you know, kind of Dragon Ball Z style for, you know, the, the high school freshman who's just getting wall scrolls now. Fights people who are the baggage, who represent the baggage of his girlfriend. Well, this is the opposite. The girlfriend's gone, but this motherfucker's on a revenge tour, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck all y'all. And that was on purpose, that fuck all you. it's because kind of, it's kind of latently, it's a whole thing where he goes and he kills and he stabs and, and there's a lot of stabbing and it's like, oh, is that a, is that a dick that you're stabbing with and a whole thing? And there's a lot of dick metaphor. There's a lot going on in the movie, but the movie's a fucking ride. Okay. It is wild. And the soundtrack is interesting. It's not as fantastic as beyond the black rainbow, but it's also not as at the forefront. The forefront, this movie has a lot more action, has a lot more just to look at on screen. Nick Cage himself is just, he's doing the right amount. He's not doing too much. He's not doing too little. He's just the right amount of Cage. It's very interesting. It's very engaging. I think that from the lens that I'm viewing it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it now. And there's a whole concept where Nick Cage uh, essentially initially feels powerless. He's tied up. He breaks free of his bonds. He fights the one guy. He goes on. He moves on. And he keeps doing that. And at the end, again, if you haven't seen the movie, I told you a while ago, watch the movie. At the end, he is essentially speaking with this, like, weird, like, lowered voice, right? Like, like a god. And he thinks, I think he says to the Jesus freak, he's like, I am your god now. And instead of just being like, oh, that guy stole my girlfriend, it's almost like religion stole my girlfriend. And there's, there's a lot of latitude there. I'm not singling out anyone's religion. You do you. You do you. I love, I love everybody. I'm not trying to, you know, fuck anybody up here, but, you know, they use the words Jesus freak and things like that. Panos Kospantos is Greek. Maybe he's talking about the Greek or- orthodoxy. It's not, it's not clear. You know, he could just be like generic Christian. He could any number of things. I have done zero research, negative research. I literally just watched the movie, hit record and turned off my AC and I fucking started this thing. So I'm even dehydrated. I'm I'm mouth clicking like a motherfucker. If you don't hear the mouth clicks, that's because I ran, you know, mouth declick, right? So I have a plug in that, you know, removes the mouth noises because it's gross. So anyway, whole thing, kind of like a re- religion. Maybe stole his girlfriend, maybe she became born again and and just off the market at that point. Maybe you don't want to get me It's a whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I've I've had friends, um, really good friends. One in particular that I can think of, who was my best friend for a long time, whose family was in a certain religion, who was very controlling and the backlash for that was serious and the end result is right now i don't know if he's alive or dead i haven't heard from him in over 10 years but i can i can see that happening i know i have i have a couple friends who were you know just they they did the whole born again thing and that's that's okay but right but you know there's definitely Situations where the circumstances are very different, and I think that Panos Cosmatos, in in making this movie, in writing this movie, he was thinking about and channeling very different circumstances than, hey, it's all good, we're going to go to church, and we're going to donate, and it's a lot more than that, so... It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a whole vibe. Um, but again, all you know, religions or whatever. Unless you're a fucking cult and you're trying to kill people or kill yourselves, just don't hurt people. Just be nice. That that's all good. It's all gravy. Don't discriminate. You know, just everybody be fair, be cool, coexists. Right? The bumper sticker coexists. Coexists. That that's me. I would put that on my car if I just felt fine with bumper stickers. I don't. I don't feel fine with bumper stickers. It's weird. Coexists, but that's what this movie's kind of on about. And he, um, he becomes his own god and his own narrative, really. Nick Cage, and by extension, I feel Panos Cosmatos. He becomes his own god and his own narrative, and that's another vibe that I can kind of get behind. You're, you're kind of in charge of your own life. There's no external force that is, oh, this is the way it has to be. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. If you're, uh, anyway not gonna argue it but you know the external force not not being a thing but only your internal force or your internal desire your will kind of exercising power over your immediate environment right not like he's not ruling the world he's not like oh my god and he's like transmuting matter or anything no he's just kind of in control of his own life so i think that's kind of the progression of the movie and that's how it goes. And it's it's wrapped up in a neat package. I think that Beyond the Black Rainbow was not much more complicated. It was a bit more complicated. And there's a few more aspects to it. There's a lot more interesting design. This design is mostly things from uh, Hexen or Hexen 2, right? The the G O one where you play like the beefy dude with the punchy, spiky gauntlet. Right, so things from Hexen, uh, maybe things from Quake, a bit, or yeah, Quake probably, or Doom, realistically. But that kind of a uh, goth vibe, but no, no technicalness to it, and more like goth hell versus goth technical. So it's not System Shock. It's more like Hexen or Hexen Two, right? Which Hexen Two, I, I believe, was 3D, and you played like a punchy dude, which um. Doomfist in Overwatch, if you've not played him, kind of feels the same in my memory as, as the dude that you start out with in Hexen 2, or or maybe I, Divine Cybermancy, which that game makes zero fucking sense to me. But there's a weird, like, gothic BDSM vibe where you're just fucking self-flagellating and you have the spikes, like the dude from Da Vinci Code, which um, became Jarvis, what the fuck is his name, he is Paul Bettany, tremendous voice, Paul uh, his wife plays Karen, so that's Jennifer Connolly plays Karen. it's it's great. It's a great synergy there. Thank you, Marvel for that. But there's a lot going on in this movie, but this movie was pretty fucking cool in the way it was shot. It was stark, it was efficient, it was economical, but it didn't lack. It was never garbage. It may have been. It may have looked inexpensive at points, but it was never garbage. It was all intentional. There was lighting. There was mood. There was performance. The performances. The dude that plays Thomas Wayne in Batman Begins is a complete thousand percent creep. Hundred percent creep. A million percent creep. Fuck that guy. The 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 character that the actor plays. The actor. Great guy. I'm sure. I hope. I hope. I hope he's a great guy. But the character was actual hot garbage. So everything kind of worked out. Nick Cage didn't have to act so much. He just had to kind of be like, and, and fight for the most part and act pretty chill as he was in a relationship. Um, Andrea Reese Burrow, who uh, is English, I believe. She played, uh, you know, Mandy. In Mandy and her performance was minimal she she dies but it was interesting her look her physiognomy her physiology even is interesting the way they did her makeup interesting but she had some choices to make and she made them and I thought that it was effective so all in all well executed, a really interesting ride. I wouldn't be talking about this if I wasn't fascinated, just intrigued, at least, with this movie, but I am. I am very much so. And I know that it received a lot of hype. I don't know that it was worthy of all the hype, like 100%. I just popped the fucking mic. I don't. I don't know if it was worthy of all the hype, but at least some of it. Because it was a really interesting ride. Having seen Beyond the Black Rainbow recently, I kind of... And Scott Pilgrim. I kind of... I maybe read between the lines, and and I was conditioned. Had you never seen Beyond the Black Rainbow, or had seen it maybe in 2010, this movie came out in 2018, I believe, having that eight-year break, right, might really make you forget, and then feel refreshed, or, or just... It it might make it feel more novel. More so than it did, because it it did feel novel. This is not how one would make a standard Hollywood movie. But this also was not a standard Hollywood movie. It was was ostensibly lower budget, less cast. Uh, Nick Cage just wants to be in a movie, uh, is what it feels like. But it was really interesting. I recommend you watch it. Uh, this isn't a deep dive, I've seen the movie literally once, I just saw it, I'm gonna probably hit fucking publish on this after I cut out some blank spaces, I try to fucking collect myself, or drink water, or whatever the case is, but that's it, that's it, that's me, thank you for listening, this is a brief one, because a lot of things are happening, I may not be around for a while, I may have another baby, who knows, Uh, I mean, I know, I'm I'm having another baby. News. I just don't know when. But it could be any any minute from this point going forward. So if you don't hear from me, it's because I had a baby. And I'll, I'll be around. Or or I'm dead. That's also distinctly possible. So if, if the website hosting runs out, I died. And I'm sorry. And I love you all. I didn't mean to die. I, I wanted to live. But that happens. Happens to all of us, happens to the best of us, or I got hacked. It, or I got hacked. If you want to tweet at me, tweet at CoolMarkD. I know that I've said CoolMarkC a bunch of times, because I say CoolMarkD, Cool with a C, and Mark with a K. But CoolMarkC is not a thing. That's not a thing that I do, because who the fuck is CoolMarkC? Why would you spell your name with C? C? That'd be fucking dumb. So I don't do that. Even though I've done that sorry Cole mark D, um on twitter mark d20 on a letterboxd i'm going to add this shit to letterboxd right now letterboxd is a really cool semi social platform for cataloging the movies that you've seen and and how you felt about them i don't rate them because i don't know that this is a 3 or 4 i'm just that granularity is high but i liked it i liked it enough that i just fucking did a fucking podcast on it that is hot garbage just bullshit just like wow just throwing things at the wall so i like the movie i'm gonna add it to my letterboxed. and that is no ed that's just d letterboxd letterboxd because that's how you make a website in 2020 or for the past 10 years really you just forego some some vowels additionally i just i, I want to say that uh Be nice to people be nice be nice it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything if at all be nice understand that that everybody has challenges now everybody's going through challenges not only now but always but especially now there are untold challenges that are unforeseen you can't it's hard to put yourself in somebody else's position because things are just so crazy so be nice Wear a mask when you go outside, wear a mask when you interact with people. If they're not wearing a mask, just ask them, hey, wear a mask. And maybe go away from them if they don't want to. And that generally helps not get this thing. At least a little bit, if not a lot of it, right? Just a little bit, but every little bit helps at this point. With the with the big numbers, little bits help. And uh, Black Lives Matter... And those are people, and I guess generally that comes down to be nice. That comes back to point number one. Be nice. They're people. Everybody's people. Be nice. And, um, yeah, there's some shit going on in China, so check that out. It's pretty fucked up, but I love love you all. I love everybody. I don't want to be mad. I want to be happy. And I am. I saw a cool movie, and I ran over here. Not ran over here. I was actually already here. I was watching it. I had, I had put it on my NAS because it was a disc, and I've shucked a few hundred fucking DVD cases over this past weekend because I just don't have space. But I, I shucked the cases. I kept the discs, and I've ripped a few onto my NAS so that I could watch them easier, right, with less friction. But sometimes you know you want the friction. Other times you don't. Uh, coming from somebody with a few hundred. Uh, like, vinyl records, like, actual records. The fr- the friction is desirable on occasion. Others, not so much. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, do all the things. Be nice. Watch watch the movies. Talk about the movies. Talk to your friends. Like, what would you think about this movie? Think about your movies. I think that thinking about your movies is really interesting. You will perhaps find things that you didn't notice before. Uh, I'm sure I'll find something to put in the show notes, but whatever. Adios. I love you all. Te quiero. Besitos.